Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. It's really my honor and privilege to be with you uh, from sharing from the Word of God and also my testimony how God has impacted my life and uh, what that keeps me going. And there are a few things that the Holy Spirit put in my heart that I wanted to share with you. And I hope uh, the... So one of the important questions that I have been asking for the last 10 years is this. Why is gospel most needed in today's world and how can we meet the significant need? Okay? And I believe that gospel is the most needed thing in the world. Where there are crises, where there are problems, where there are power of darkness, and where there is a power of sin, people are in loneliness, depression, so many things, what not. Uh, especially this kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, situations that are there in the world. And I think gospel, when it comes, that changes life forever. And I remember my father was a Hindu temple priest back in India. I'm talking 20, 30, about 30 years before. He was a typical temple priest back in India. So one day, somebody gave a gospel track which told true God. And my father was curious to know who is the true God. And then he went to a Christian fellowship. When they prayed for him, it is believed there were seven demons came out of him. And that day was a day of deliverance for him. And then his life was transformed when he had an encounter with Jesus. And then he came back to home and he born in a big joint family. He had seven siblings. My grandfather was the head of the family. And it was a very difficult choice for my father. When he came back to home, everybody resisted him. And they did not want to welcome him. They said, you're bringing a foreign God into our family. But my father did not give up. And his life was changed. He started praying, started reading Bible and things like that. To cut short story, eventually, one by one, my family members become Christians. And then adding to that, all my village where I born today are Christians. And that all started with my father on that day. So I saw in my life as I grew up as a child, one by one becoming Christians, how the gospel was changing the lives of people. Therefore, I wanted to become a missionary. And I want to go to the uttermost part of India where the gospel did not reach. Therefore, I traveled 2,500 miles far away, leaving my family, and I become a missionary. I worked among different communities, and I lived among different religious people. I have seen how gospel transformed their lives. And then therefore, I say gospel is the most needed thing in the world. Even after coming to Manchester, I prayed, Lord, I want to be a gospel speaker. And then, uh, you know, God opened the opportunity through Antioch Network. So Antioch Network is a church planting movement in Manchester, within the Manchester Diocese. So I joined as an evangelist and church planter uh, to do uh, this gospel work. And me and my wife stand in Salford on the street doing outreach and, you know, things like that. And, you know, last one year we have been doing that gospel work. And we could see about 18 people have come along. I hope, yeah. So I have seen, even in this country, the gospel is most needed. Wherever we go, we have to be witnesses, 
as a testimony and also light and salt to the world. And it is not only my call to share the gospel, it is every one of us call that Jesus has given to share the gospel wherever we go. It may not be sometimes by words, it could be from our life. It may not be saying I'm a pastor full time. It could be you may be a nurse or you could be any other professional worker, but in your workplace, you may have to live as a child of God and influencing and impacting other people to know about Jesus. And that is what the call that Jesus has given to all of us. Having said this, I wanted to take attention, your attention to uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. I hope it comes on the slide. If you got your Bibles, I would request you to open for me and it will come on the slide as well. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. And these are the words that I would like to read for you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my hands. For the spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me is prisoner. Rather join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So Paul is writing this epistle towards the end of his ministry on imprisonment. He is in Rome and is writing to young man Timothy who is in Ephesus. So at the time, there was a persecution initiated by Nero, the, you know, uh, I mean the Roman Empire uh, emperor. He was doing a persecution which was so severe. To be called as a follower of Jesus was a tough choice anybody could make on that time. And also adding to that, if anybody is a leader of the church, if a people come, they would target first the leader. Where is the leader? They will beat him first and they will persecute other people. So in that situation, Paul is encouraging Engman Timothy with this uh, particular words. And I wanted to share three thoughts uh, from this uh, particular verses. Can we move? Yeah. So number one is fan into flame the gifts of God in us. And number two, do not be ashamed of the gospel. And number three, be willing to suffer for the sake of gospel and the sake of Christ. Okay, are you with me? Fan into flame the gift of God and don't be ashamed of the gospel and also be willing to pay the cost to follow Jesus, whatever that requires in our lives. So first thought, can we go to the next slide? So this is what? Fan into flame the gift of God. So now Paul is saying to Engman Timothy, I'm, uh, you know, if you read chapter 1, there are uh, you know, uh, things that Paul is saying. He's talking about the heritage, family heritage of Engman Timothy. Oh, your grandmother was praying. You, know, you come from that kind of family where they kept faith so good. And you, know, you are a good person. You are doing very well. And you know, though I am in imprisonment, I am in prison. I wanted to encourage you. The faith that God has given, the calling that God has given to you, now you have to fan into flame the gift of God in you. And some of the version says, kindle afresh or you know, make it fresh every day. And I hope we all of us are given some kind of talents. It could be singing, it could be sharing, it could be encouraging, it could be hospitality or being generous. Whatever the gifts that God has given within the church, 
within the kingdom of God, we are supposed to fan into flame, meaning make use of it, make fresh every day for the sake of the gospel. Can we go to the next slide? From this, uh, I wanted to share this one. So he says, you received this gift by laying of my hands. And he says, uh, you know, laying of my hand for the spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and discipline. Number one that I wanted to talk from this is need of being under the godly leader. Paul is saying, you know, by laying hand, I prayed and I commissioned you that kind of, uh, you know, uh, spiritual care that you got. Therefore, now you have to fan into the flame of God. Fan into flame the gifts of God that is in you. And then he, he emphasized the fact that there is a need of the Holy Spirit. Empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Uh, during my college time, in my school time, I had a friend. Uh, you know, we were so much excited about the word tsunami. I hope you all might have heard the word tsunami. It's a big wave. It's a Japanese, you know, Japanese word. It says the big wave came out of the uh, sea and, you know, it consumed so many lives. So my friend was saying, do you know, Solomon, the Greek word for the power in this particular passage? I said, what is that? He said, dunamis, the word dunamis. And then he went on to say, do you know the dunamis, you know, word is there? I think the tsunami word might have derived from dunamis because tsunami is that powerful, but the Holy Spirit is even more powerful. When it comes, it comes with a fire. It comes with, you know, kind of wave. He will change our lives forever. And that kind of power that brings, uh, you know, that is the Holy Spirit. And though, you know, tsunami and dunamis doesn't go together, but that illustration still remains in my mind to know how powerful, isn't it, our Holy Spirit is a power of God. Now, Paul is saying to Engman Timothy, that the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit will empower you to fan into flame the gifts of God that is in you. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, here it says, uh, he gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Need of exercising love, whatever you do, you have to do out of love because our God is love and the Spirit brings love. And also it says, need of being self-disciplined. The spirit of the Lord is also a spirit of order and self-discipline. And, you know, we have to be self-disciplined in order to fan into a flame of God. This morning, I just wanted to encourage you, whatever the gifts that God has given to me and to you, uh, to be a gospel speaker, be a child of God, as a, you know, a person who can be salt and light and witness and testimony to the name of Jesus, fan into flame, the gifts that are in you to bring glory and honor and praises to God. If you do that, you can enhance uh, the gospel. You can advance the gospel in the city wherever you are. And the second thought that I wanted to live with you, can we move to the next slide, please? Do not be ashamed of the gospel. I think uh, uh, I come from Indian background. As I said, you know, when I was in the school for my high school, we were 60 you know, in my class, 60 is a huge number. There are only two Christians, okay? 58 of my friends were Hindu. And I do know how they ridicule me, make fun of me. Oh, you have accepted the foreign God. And how did your father convert it? Things like that. We sometimes, you know, we feel ashamed to say that I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus. And not only being a Hindu among the majority who are called Hindus, it could be being among the people of Christians sometimes to say, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am a child of God. 
I have the spirit of the Lord in me. I follow Jesus. I live for him to confess that among the people, it is a big choice that you make. Sometimes you don't want to tell. So even sometimes people don't like to say, I go to church on Sunday morning. Oh, what is that? Do you go to church on one Sunday morning? Oh, you should have gone to pub or do something else. But sometimes we feel ashamed to say even to go to the church. I'm not uh, you know, uh, being judgmental on this. Sometimes this kind of tendency, temptation, trials we go through. But this morning, God wants us to encourage, don't be ashamed of the gospel. And I think sometimes we become reluctant uh, in order to be so, uh, you know, sharing with people that where we belong to. But God wants us, you don't have to do big things like outreach. You have to go and things like that. Wherever you are, you never be ashamed of the gospel. So one word that comes to my mind is uh, Mark Gospel 8 and verse 38, I think was, yeah, 38 or 28. It says this, if you are ashamed of my name among this adulterous generation, when the Son of Man comes down, he will be ashamed of your name. Basically, Jesus is saying, if you don't confess me as Christ among the people wherever you are, the day that I come back, I will also not confess that you are a child of God. And meaning, we never need to be ashamed of the gospel. Can we move to the next slide, please? So now Paul is saying, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me is prisoner. There are two things Paul is saying. Number one, you don't be ashamed of the gospel as a gospel worker. And also you don't be ashamed of me. I am a gospel speaker, but I'm an imprisonment now. My status is very bad. I'm under the custody of Roman Empire, but don't be ashamed of me as well. Uh, two applications. You don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. At the same time, if somebody else is doing the gospel work, don't be ashamed of them as well. So here, two things that I wanted to say. Don't be ashamed. Don't be reluctant. Don't be fearful. Paul says this. You are not given the spirit of fear. You are not given the spirit of timid but you are given the spirit of power. Therefore, you never need to be fearful and you don't have to be reluctant. You don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. And also it says, knowing the power of gospel in his depth, which will make us, encourage, uh, make us courageous and bold to share the gospel. Two words, be courageous and bold when it comes to witness and share the name of Jesus wherever you go. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel and let us not be fearful about the name of Jesus because if a name of Jesus can change a Hindu priest like my father I don't think it cannot change anybody in the world and when I stand in the city center Piccadilly on Friday to do outreach in the Piccadilly gardens I see people in loneliness depression being lost and they do not know what they are doing addiction to drugs and things like that when you talk to them, you know, the tears rolls down. And if I'm ashamed to say that Jesus can heal you and he can deliver you, and, uh, you know, I suppose not to stand there. And if you're a friend in your workplace, if they're broken and if they need encouragement, I think the name of Jesus can do amazing things for them. Therefore, let us not be ashamed or take step back in witnessing Jesus wherever we are. And the third thought that I wanted to live with you is, uh, before that, I wanted to, uh, you know, read. I think this might be a very uh, familiar example, but I wanted to read it again. Uh, when the Roman governor tried to persuade the apostolic father, Polycarp, to deny Christ in order to gain his freedom, 
he replied, I quote, for 86 years I have been Christ's servant and he has done me no wrong. How can I then deny my king who saved me? Let this be our attitude. At any cost, we should not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Rather, boldly stand for the cause of Christ. Friends, it is our obligation to propagate this Christ and this message in season and out of season. Okay, this person, he says, 86 years I have known Christ. If you wanted to kill me, you kill me. But I will not deny. I will not be ashamed. I will not give up on the name of Jesus because I know who he is. And the third thought that I wanted to live with is suffering for Christ. And many uh, times, you know, I get to hear the prosperity speakers. I'm not against the blessing that God gives, comfort that God gives, peace that God gives, a comfortable lifestyle that God gives. Fantastic. But you also have to pay the cost in order to follow Jesus. You know, certain times the choices you make might be difficult. You know, in order to spend time in prayer, it's a spiritual battle. And sometimes, you know, worship, it is a spiritual battle. Sometimes to come Sunday morning to the church is a spiritual battle. There are kind of hardship, suffering, perseverance that you have to go through in your life in order to fulfill the call and to lay for Jesus. But in this passage, Paul is saying to Timothy that you be willing to suffer. Even the hardship comes. Even the criticism comes. Even people will kill you. Do not give up. Be willing to suffer for the sake of Christ. Because you may suffer for a while, but in the eternal perspective, you will live with reward and abundance of blessing with Jesus. And so these are the things that I wanted to encourage you to do in the journey of your Christian faith. You know, as a follower of Jesus, as a child of God, perseverance, hardworking, and sacrificial. These three words are big words, but God wants us to be perseverant, having that character, perseverance. If you read Romans chapter 5, verse 3 onwards, Paul talks about how the perseverance produces character and how the Spirit of the Lord helps us to exercise that perseverance in our life. Endurance, perseverance, Overcoming the trials and temptations are the kind of perseverance that God wants us to do in our life. And also hard working. Christian journey is not an easy journey. It is not all about bed of roses. Sometimes it is a bed of thorns. You have to go through a journey. And sometimes, you know, miracles, blessings will not come right away like that. You know, sometimes God takes you through the trials, through the, you know, struggles, but at the end... It produces a joy that can, you know, everlast, everlasting joy that produces because Jesus is with us. And also sacrificial. When I say the word, we have to live a life as a sacrifice. You know, do you know what is the definition of love? The definition of love is sacrifice. When you make sacrifice, and that is how you show love to one another. When God loved us so much, He sacrificed his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. If I want to love my wife and I have to sacrifice many things. It could be, you know, it's all about giving. It's all about sacrificing our time, resources, energy, whatever we have, we have to give it unto the Lord and the God will bless us. And let us be willing to suffer for the sake of uh, Jesus Christ. And I want to give this quote uh, for all of you. 
So although David Livingstone, the famous missionary, was once afraid and ashamed of the gospel, you know, I think they, they, so there's a mistake. Don't worry. He served in the land of Africa with dedication, commitment, suffering, and hardship. Amidst his struggles, he said, it is my desire to show my attachment to the cause of Christ who died for me by devoting my life to his service. I will read it again. It is my desire to show my attachment to the cause of Christ who died for me by devoting my life to his service. Let this be our commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we move to the next slide? And one more quotation. So let me conclude with the words of Bo Pierce, the founder of World Vision. Let my heart be broken with the things that breaks God. Let me say it again. Let my heart be broken with the things that breaks God. And which means our heart should be committed to the Lord and be compassionate to one another and be compassionate to share the gospel and let us live in that way. What are we learning this morning? Can we move to the next slide? So we are called to become radical Christians by fan into the flame of God that is in you. Whatever the gifts, talents, potentials that God has given us to be used to God and for his kingdom in his church, let us fan into flame that gifts and make use of it for the glory of God. And the second one, let us not be ashamed of the gospel. Whatever you do, let the gospel speak out of your life. May not be by word, but by action, you can do many things for the sake of uh, Jesus and also be willing to suffer for the sake of Christ. You know, many times people uh, think that on Sunday morning coming to church is a hard, you know, I need to carry my baby, you know, come on the car, get ready and all that. But to, who, to whom are you doing that? You're doing unto the Lord. You're not doing to anybody. You're not doing to me or anybody. It is God looking at your desire. And even you give generosity, to whom are you doing it? You're doing unto the Christ, not for anyone. Look at Christ, look at Jesus, and let our life replicate and what we are. And then the gospel will advance wherever we are. I was so much encouraged when Northern Project Conference happened. It was a church planting movement within the uh, Manchester. And I really encouraged on that conference how we can reach out. There's so much of harvest out there. And who can do that? All of us, if we do, live as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus. Gospel will advance and the name of the Jesus, name of Jesus will be glorified. Thank you very much. May God bless us through these living words.